0: Hello and welcome to the podcast Where Did the Rabbit Go? In this weekly podcast, we celebrate curiosity, critical thinking, and evidence based skepticism. I'm your host Marco, and this is show 50 for Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Happy New Year, everyone! This is the first regular episode of the New Year, and that will be precisely the topic of today's show. What is so special about this date? After that, we will play our first game of Find the Fake for the year. Three news items, but one of them has been turned into a lie. Into fake news, as you wish. And I will challenge you to find out which one is the fake. I hope you enjoyed the special episodes that I have been sharing over the Christmas break. But now we go back to school and I will stick to one regular show per week. Anyway, if you haven't heard the special episodes yet, you will enjoy them. Special number one is an episode in Spanish with Angelica and Bromer from the Coop family, as I call it, or the Co-op, the circle of outstanding podcasters. And specials two and three are best of episodes, with the best bits of the different conversations that I had on the podcast in 2020. It was a lot of work to put them together, but also a lot of fun for me. Before we start the show's main segment, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning into this show. Or maybe I should say thanks for downloading or streaming it. If you like the show, or you have a request or criticism, please let me know. And you can help me a lot just by sharing the show, or by giving a review, and by following on social media. Every little bit helps. But now that this is said, let us go into the first rabbit hole of the year 2021. 2021. We have recently celebrated the beginning of a new year, and usually we celebrate the occasion with big parties and loud colorful fireworks. But this year of course has been different. Many people see the beginning of a new year as a new beginning, and make resolutions for the new year, many of which are broken within the first two weeks. But what exactly happens on January the 1st? Is there any special significance to the date? Let's find out. First of all, what is a year? This is something that you find rabbits will remember from school, of course. Our planet Earth orbits the central star of the solar system, the Sun, at a distance of roughly 150 million kilometers, on a slightly elliptical orbit. It's not a perfect circle. The time it takes to complete one orbit is what we call a sidereal year, and we use it for our calendars. One sidereal year on Earth is exactly 365.256 days long. The problem for making any calendar is that portion after the decimal point. We don't have 0.256 days on our calendar. This is why there is an arrangement with leap years. In order to make up for this difference, there are 97 leap years in a period of 400 years. That's a year with an extra day, of February 29th. The year 2020 was such a year. The rule goes as follows. Every year that is divisible by 4 gets the extra day in February. Except if the year is also divisible by 100, then it won't get the extra day. Unless it's also divisible by 400, then again it will be a leap year. Which means the year 2100. 2,200 and 2,300 are exceptions that do not get an extra day in February. But the years 2,000 and 2,400 are leap years. This fixes the problem of the fraction of the day. Almost. You have probably heard that the moon is moving away by 4 centimeters per year. And to conserve angular momentum, in consequence, Earth's rotation also slows down. This is all due to the tidal forces between Earth and Moon. So our years are getting longer over time. By how much? Not very much. It's around 18 milliseconds per century. But this all adds up. So occasionally there is a leap second added to make up for the errors. The last time we got a leap second was on December 31st, 2016. Okay, enough about the length of the year. So a year is completed when Earth has completed one orbit around the Sun and returns to the same place in its orbit. Mm, Sort of. Remember the imprecisions due to the 0.256 hours in every year. But let's just ignore that fact and pretend that at midnight on New Year's Eve we are back to the exact same position as we were last year and... Every year at that time. At least that spot in the orbit should be of some astronomical significance, right? Let's see. Maybe January 1st is a turning point, like the shortest or the longest daylight time of the year? Not quite. It's close, but not really. That day is December 21st, and it is called winter solstice in the northern hemisphere where most of our planet's population lives. On winter solstice, thanks to Earth's tilt, we receive the shortest time of daylight, and we have the longest night. Here in Monterey, where I live, that means only 10 hours and 32 minutes of daylight. And in my birth town Siegen in Germany, it's only 7 hours and 56 minutes of daylight. And north of the Arctic Circle, the sun won't even rise that day. And for the Southern Hemisphere, it's all the opposite. It is their summer solstice, with the longest daylight time and the shortest night. Fun fact, the dates for Christmas were chosen because of winter solstice. Many cultures were celebrating that occasion, because days would finally get longer again. Anyway, we want to focus on New Year's Day, which is not the day of winter solstice. So what else could it be of astronomical significance? Remember that Earth has an elliptical orbit. So there is a point on the orbit when Earth is closest to the Sun, and there's also a farthest point. Those are called perihelion and aphelion. Could that be the beginning of the new year? Again, not quite. Earth reaches its perihelion, the closest point to the Sun, usually on January 2nd, 3rd or 4th. This again depends on the leap years, It all moves around a little bit from year to year. But perihelion does not mark the beginning of the new year. By the way, I want to digress a little bit here. When I learned this in elementary school, this just blew my mind. How could we be closest to the sun when we are in the coldest month of the year? At first, that made no sense to me. But my father explained me that The seasons are due to earth's tilt. And he made me read this in books. And it just fascinated me. There I was, probably 9 or 10 years old, and I learned my first skeptical lesson. That it was so easy to get fooled, so easy to make an assumption without knowing the whole picture. At that moment, when I saw the explanation in the book, and I tried it out for myself with the globe and the flashlight, it suddenly made So much sense. The idea that the distance to the sun mattered to the weather was not wrong, but it was not the complete picture. Well, I thought you'd appreciate this little story time, but let's go back to the topic. Why is January 1st, that particular moment, the beginning of the new year? To make this short, there is no particular reason. The calendar has been adapted many times. But since we are still using their names, let's look at the calendar the Romans used. That calendar originally only used 10 months with 304 days from March to December. The winter time that we now know as January and February was not counted in the calendar, those were simply days between the years. This is where also the names of the last months of the year come from september october november and december literally mean the seventh eighth ninth and tenth month the roman calendar was replaced by the julian calendar which had years of 365 and 366 days and it started to be used on january 1st 45 bc this calendar was used for many centuries until it was replaced by the Gregorian calendar, which we now use, because it was noticed that the seasons were slowly shifting. Remember the point fifty-six days. To make the adjustment, 11 days were just skipped. We talked about this on an earlier episode. I think it was in a game of Find the Fake. So why does the new year start when it starts? Because it was picked that way. There's really no other reason There is no special astronomical event at all that occurs on January 1st every year. It's just arbitrary. There's no other meaning to it. Just one last thought here. Why are we still using fireworks? These go back to the Chinese, who had the belief that these colorful explosions would dispel evil spirits and bring good luck. And although many of us probably do not hold that superstition any longer, we are still using fireworks to welcome the new year, all around the world. I also used to do that when I was younger, but since I have children, I do not buy any explosives anymore. I think it's just too dangerous, and I must say, I'm not really missing anything. And if 2020 has taught us anything, maybe they are not that necessary. In my humble opinion, we should stop selling explosives and fireworks to the public. Rather than that, why not have one central event in each city, with qualified people who know what they're doing and are staying sober that night, to create one firework for the whole town to watch, and that's it. Every year, we burn hundreds of millions of dollars. It pollutes the air quality and leaves a lot of trash behind. And there are always accidents. I think this should be one of the lessons of 2020, to leave this behind. Just have the municipal government organize something for a few minutes and let it go. Just think what we could do with all the extra resources that we save instead. And what about the new year uh, being a new beginning? Being the perfect time for new habits? As mentioned in the beginning... Most New Year's resolutions do not survive even the first half of the first month. It's often because they are not specific enough. Well, those resolutions can be made any day of the year. There's no need to wait until January 1st to start a new habit. You want to start exercising? Stop smoking? Begin a new project? There's nothing magic that makes January 1st the perfect day for such a new beginning other than maybe the date being easy to remember if you want to count the days and keep track without writing them down. But that's it. You can start a new habit any day. Well, that's it for the main segment. Let us now move on to play Find the Fake. Here are three few news items, but one of them is fake. Can you figure out which one it is? I invite you to play along. And why not keep score throughout the year? Are you in? Here are the three headlines. Item number one. The amount of human-made items on Earth will soon outweigh all living biomass. Item number two. Spiders on Madagascar sue leaves into fake shelters to lure frogs into their doom. And item number three. Astronomers confirm evidence for planet nine over 30 times further from the sun than Neptune. Okay, I give you a moment to play along, think about it, and pause the podcast if you may. Because we're now going to reveal them, our first game in the new year. Let's take them in order. Item number one, is it true that human-made items on earth will soon outweigh all living biomass? Or did I turn that one into the lie? This one is true. This is a new story I found on sciencefocus.com. Let's read from it. Research suggests that for each person alive today, mass equal to more than their body weight is produced by humans every week. A study suggests that mass embedded in human-made items such as buildings, roads, and machines has doubled every 20 years for the past century years. The mass of these human-made objects could surpass the mass of all living things by the end of 2020. These findings underscore the increasing impacts that humans have on Earth, researchers say. According to the study... Since the first agricultural revolution, humans have halved plant biomass from around 2 teratons to the current value of around 1 teraton. This has been done through land-use changes such as agriculture and deforestation. The increasing production and accumulation of human-made objects, referred to as anthropogenic mass, has also contributed to a shift in the balance between living and human-made mass. We find that the Earth is exactly at the crossover point, wrote the authors of the new study published in Nature. In the year 2020, the anthropogenic mass, which has recently doubled roughly every 20 years, will surpass all global living biomass. So there you go. Very impactful, but it's true. It's a real news item. Let's go on with number two. The spider species on Madagascar that sews leaves into fake shelters to lure frogs into their doom. Did you believe this one? Good, because it's also true. This article, I found it on Science News, so let's take a look. Madagascar's huntsman spiders use silk to attach two leaves, forming a temptingly cool hollow. On a sweltering afternoon in northeastern Madagascar, the coolness of a leaf's shade is an attractive respite for a frog. But some of these oases my hide hungry architect huntsman spiders. New observations show that the gangly spiders partially attach two leaves together using silk, creating a leafy hollow. One of the arachnids was spotted eating a frog inside one of the pockets, suggesting that the spiders create the structures to lure and trap frogs. Researchers report December 11th in Ecology and Evolution. In 2017 and 2018, biologist Theo Rosin-Fulgens and colleagues were conducting an ecological survey in Madagascar when Dominic Martin, an ecologist at the University of Göttingen in Germany, spotted a large huntsman spider eating a small Madagascar reed frog. The spider was on a small tree near a pair of overlapping leaves that had been attached together with spider silk to create a pocket. Upon approach, the spider backed into its leafy lair, Amphibian price in tow. There you go. What a fascinating animal. This all means, of course, that item number three, astronomers confirm evidence for planet nine over 30 times further from the sun than Neptune, was the fake. This is an article on Science Daily, and the true headline was exoplanet around distant star resembles reputed planet nine in our solar system. Let's take a look at the article. Astronomers are still searching for a hypothetical Planet 9 in the distant reaches of our solar system, but an exoplanet 336 light-years from Earth is looking more and more like the Planet 9 of its star system. Planet 9, potentially 10 times the size of Earth and orbiting far beyond Neptune in a highly eccentric orbit around the Sun, was proposed in 2012 to explain perturbations in the orbits of dwarf planets, just beyond Neptune's orbit so-called detached Kuiper Belt objects. It has yet to be found, if it exists. A similarly weird extrasolar planet was discovered far from the star HD 106906 in 2013, the only such wide separation planet known. While much heavier than the predicted mass of planet 9, perhaps 11 times the mass of Jupiter or 3,500 times the mass of Earth, it... 2 was sitting in a very unexpected location, far above the dust plane of the planetary system and tilted at an angle of about 21 degrees. The big question until now has been whether the planet, called HD 106906 b, is in an orbit perpetually bound to the binary star, which is a mere 15 million years old compared to the 4.5 billion year age of our Sun or whether it's on its way out of the planetary system, never to return. There you go. As usual, I changed the heading of one news item to make it fake, but it's still a fascinating news item. Did you figure it out? Let me know by writing a note on Instagram or Facebook. Unfortunately, this time I forgot to put the game up on the Instagram stories to play along there. I'm very sorry about that. Before we close, I want to invite you to follow me on TikTok, where I have made a lot of content during the Christmas break. On average, I uploaded four clips every day, and I plan to continue. There are several mini-series there. One is about logical fallacies, another one is a series with little math tricks, and many others. My goal is to hit 1,000 followers by the end of the month, so I can start going live in February. The count is currently at 388 as I'm recording this. So what do you say? We can do this. I will of course follow you back and engage with your content as well. And I'm currently cooking up another project for 2021, which might still take some time before it gets real. And right now it's too early to make any announcements. But when the time comes, you will be the first ones to know of course. I will just say that this is something that sounds very exciting to me. And I'm determined to make it true for 2021. And I will keep you posted. Dear Rabbits, this is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking your time and listening. If you like the show and you want to support me, there are easy and painless ways to do so, and they are all free. Rate and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcatching platform. Share it with your friends on your social media. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find all the links in the show notes. Every little bit helps. Stay safe and stay curious. Until next Thursday, I'm Marco, and this has been Where Did the Rabbit Go? Studies suggest that the mass embedded in human made items such as buildings, roads, and machines has doubled every 20 years for the past century. Mm, has doubled every 20 years for the past century. <laughs>